We are proud to partner with MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Students can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, wind time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and so much more. Even my favorite, Synergy Time. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com BE. This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies EdTech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com BE. That's IXL.com slash B-E. Welcome to Transformative Principle, where I help you stop putting out fires and start leading. I'm your host, Jethro Jones. You can follow me on Twitter at Jethro Jones. Welcome to Transformative Principle. This month, we are talking about culture. If you are not part of the How to Be Coaching program of How to Be a Transformative Principle, I would love to have you join us. We focus on one aspect of how to be a transformative principal each month through a newsletter, a podcast episode like this, a webinar, and a coaching session. For more information, check out jethrojones.com slash how to be. That's how the number two and be. Today, we are talking about culture, and I'm going to use an example of a basketball coach who is building culture. Now, we know that we play sports to win. Obviously, that is the purpose, but many people will tell you there are so many more reasons for playing sports. Health, fitness, exercise, team building, perseverance, grit, and so much more. That's all well and good. If it was all about winning, then we would have a lot of guys in the NFL say, you know, I'm done with this since we didn't win or make it to the Super Bowl this year. Nobody hangs it up because they didn't win the Super Bowl in a given year. There can only be one team that makes it that far and is crowned the champions. As a side note, Eric Weddle was called out of retirement to play safety for the Los Angeles Rams this year. He played 13 seasons in the NFL for three different franchises and didn't ever make it to the Super Bowl. But he will be playing next week in that game for the first time in his 13 seasons plus one bonus postseason. We know sports is about a lot more than winning. We know that, but we still focus a lot on winning. My daughter is the manager of the freshman basketball team, even though she's a sophomore. 
her coach is teaching about a lot more than winning basketball games. He's established a powerful culture. Our culture is about what we believe, how we act, and what we say. Let's examine each of these. First, belief. What do we believe? In the sports example with my daughter's basketball coach, he believes that all kids have value and have something to contribute. He said that 45 freshman boys tried out for the team and he could only keep 15. And even that is too much sometimes. Although with COVID, it's been good to have a deep bench. But he has my daughter as a manager. When I ask him how he thinks the game went, he always says that things are coming together. That's his catchphrase. They're starting to figure things out and they're coming together. In a couple of weeks, I'll be talking with Larea Martinez on this podcast about SEL and a bunch of other stuff. One of the things we will talk about is how you cannot have thoughts without feelings. This applies here because what you believe will influence both your thoughts and your feelings. She also argues that we need to teach these skills explicitly. While that's a great idea, kids will learn so much more from what we model for them than what we explicitly teach. Coach Mike is teaching these kids what he believes. As is often the case in basketball, tempers can flare, especially with missed calls and bad calls by the referees. So let's move into the act section. How we act matters, and it sets the tone for the culture that we have. Coach Mike does yell sometimes, but because he believes that everyone can learn, he is patient and usually calm. He's also modeling how he should respond when interacting with other people that he doesn't agree with. Sometimes he does get frustrated, and my daughter often tells me that she told Mike to calm down during the game. By having my daughter as a manager, he is signaling to the boys, their families, other teams, and the school that someone with a disability can contribute. Now, you'd think that in the year 2022, we wouldn't have to constantly emphasize that someone with a disability can contribute, but we do. A couple of weeks ago, a boy went home and told his mom, who later told us, I think Katya is the most popular kid. She knows everyone, and everyone says hi to her. This has been the case with my daughter for years. She's naturally outgoing and social and loves everyone. And this strength of hers is compounded because she has found a community on the basketball team. One particularly tough game, our team was getting slaughtered. A parent said from the stands, try a different defense. This isn't working. Coach Mike showed great humility in how he acted next. He nodded his head and changed the defense the next time the other team had the ball. Mike modeled in that moment how to be coached himself. Inside, maybe he was fuming. Maybe he was grateful. Regardless, he humbly acted how he should, even when someone pointed out what was obvious. I've seen coaches harangue their players when they do something wrong and then act incredibly defensively when someone criticizes them. In episode 470 coming out at the end of this month, Miriam Campbell touches on one of my favorite topics, which is teaching kids how to be adults. We are too short-sighted in education when we say we are preparing kids for the next grade level. That's a waste of our time. We should be teaching them from the time they enter school how to be the kind of adults we want them to be. Do you remember that anti-drug ad from the Ad Council from like the 80s? The I learned it from watching you, Dad. Let's listen to it because it's so good. In this video, a man brings a cigar box full of drugs to his kid that the dad found. 
just yours? No, I'm... Your mother said she found it in your closet. I don't know. One of the guys was... Must have what? Look, Dad, it's Where not... did you get it? Dad, Answer me. Who taught you how to do this stuff? You are right. I learned it by watching you. Parents who use drugs have children who use drugs. If you want to watch this old, old video, you can go to the show notes for this page or for this podcast at jethrojones.com slash podcast slash episode 467. How we act teaches more than whatever we may teach explicitly. The do as I say, not as I do, and rules for thee, but not for me idioms really do matter. People see how we act and judge our culture based on that. Finally, say, what comes out of our mouths betrays what we believe and further emphasizes how we act. You can't have awful things coming out of your mouth and think you'll have a good culture. We do need to be honest, though. A vital part of coaching and supporting our people is identifying what someone is doing wrong. When we correct someone, we need to do it in a way that is clear and that they can understand. And it's not just about what we say, but also how we say it. Tracy Izzard, whose podcast episode is coming out next week, calls this ferocious warmth. We need to go back and forth and dance between the two approaches, ferocious and warm. That doesn't mean we go to the extremes and be super ferocious or super relationship-driven, but we need to balance ferocity with warmth. It can sometimes be challenging, but it is the job of a school leader. Now, in coaching, I've seen Mike coach up his players and his players model how he coaches them up when they're coaching up their teammates. Because Mike does it respectfully and appropriately, even if sometimes it's a little intense, his players do that also. So there's a lot of encouragement. There's very little pointing fingers and blame. In fact, in one game recently, a player came over to the sidelines and complained about not getting a foul. And the coach said, don't complain to me, play the game. What he was saying was, it's not worth it to complain because we can't do anything about it at this point. You still have to go out and play the game. What does this look like bringing it all together? Let me close out the sports analogy with my daughter's basketball team. Towards the end of the season, Coach Mike told me that he had something special planned for my daughter and the other manager on the team. They were going to get a chance to play a visiting team. Not only did Mike make this happen, but he scheduled it so that it would be before their regular game, and he let parents know they could come early to watch it. He gave the managers a jersey, and they warmed up with the boys. And when my daughter walked out onto the court with her jersey, she was so proud to be part of the team. They set the clock for 10 minutes, and the kids played a game. This was a culmination of the culture that I've been talking about because we saw how what Mike had believed, said, and how he acted played out. These kids played a game, patiently giving the managers opportunities to shoot, and when they made baskets, as they both did, the cheers rang through the gym. I've got a video of this on the show notes page, so you can check that out. It's pretty cool to hear the encouragement, the support from everybody. The kids on the court, the kids in the stands, the adults in the stands, and it was really powerful. I saw how the culture of the team was playing out. Our team would go on to lose that game, but the kids won something more. Kindness, compassion, perseverance, patience, support, encouragement, and even more than that. 
Your culture matters. It is made up of so much, but it starts with what you believe, what you say, and how you act. As we close out, I want to thank our sponsor, John Cat, for this episode. John Cat publishes some amazing, awesome educational books, and I am so grateful to be a author with John Cat because I feel like they hear what I believe and are able to translate it in a way so that people can understand it as well. Their tagline is Independent Thinking for Education, and it matches so well. So please check out John Cat at US. JohnCatBookshop.com. Thanks for joining me today. Do you want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers' time, improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com BE. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all of those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flexible time without all the headaches you get with it usually. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com BE.